You're listening to a sermon preached at University Presbyterian Church in Seattle, Washington. For more information, please visit our website, upc.org. Let us pray together. Gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, that we may trust your love for us all the more, and we may go forth in confidence that we are your people in this world. In your son's name, amen. One quirky, quirky quality of the Notkin family is that all five of us will sing random lines from any song at any given moment. There are often times when one of us begins singing a song and another one will carry on singing the next line in another room without even realizing we are doing it. There were times when my two older children weren't speaking to each other, but they'd sing songs together. But the other quirky part about it is we all sing off key. <laughs> the Von Trapp family, we are not. So though we are not musical, I like to say that we are lyrical. Perhaps some of this began when our son Ben was about three. He decided to try an experiment on our car stereo system and find out if one can indeed play two cassettes in the tape player simultaneously by pushing them both in at the same time. Maybe he thought he would create a new symphonic sound. Well, from his hands-on scientific approach, he discovered that while only one of the cassette players, cassettes, actually plays, the two cassettes did indeed fit nicely into the slot of the player, permanently. No creative prying of his parents could pull them out. Perhaps his true motive was that he was tired of listening to NPR because his ingenious work ensured that in our 1989 Subaru, There would now be no radio and only one soundtrack all summer, My Fair Lady. (laughs) It could be worse, right? Though it could. I mean, British accents, that's night. It could have been Rafi. It was Rex Harrison and Audrey Hepburn. As the summer progressed, James B. and I discovered something interesting. The only one soundtrack of our car was finding its way into our daily lives and maybe revealing some slight or not-so-slight tensions, as I would capture James B. singing, or humming rather steadily, Why can't a woman be more like a man? (laughs) Men are so pleasant, so easy to please. And he would find me singing, poorly, mind you, Just you wait, Henry Higgins, just you wait. You'll be sorry, but your tears will be too late. By midsummer, we were definitely in need of some new songs to guide us through the complexities of our lives. And so we are constantly on a hunt ever since. Unfortunately, someone did hit that car, and we were able to get a new one that actually had a CD player. <laughs> what are the songs that are playing through your head right now? What are the words that you say to yourself, the songs that you hum as you drive in your car, ride your bike, do the dishes, sit at your desk? Whether you sing them out loud, mutter them quietly, or think them internally, we all have words that we hold on to throughout our day, and those words impact us. 
Those words, the songs that we sing in our head, they shape how we perceive our world, how we perceive ourselves, and how we view our God. Perhaps you borrow from songs you actually hear all the time. Being a bit of a Mumford and Sons fanatic, I um, borrow often from that. It must be a Brit thing for me, that British group, and find myself, ugh, it was not your fault, but mine, often. Or maybe you're like James B., who's always a bit more positive with his versions of Jack Johnson. Well, that's okay. I'd rather be broke down with you by my side. What are the lines you sing through your head? I know sometimes my songs can simply be quite monotonous. You jerk, you jerk, you jerk. I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. Or simply, help, help, help. With perhaps a Beatles twist of, help, I need somebody. Because the songs that we sing, the words that we say to ourselves, influence how we live. And because they influence how we live individually and as a community, for the next three weeks, Janie Stewart, Ryan Church, and I have the privilege to be part of a package deal and to focus upon three songs, three songs that are part of a collection of traveling songs. These traveling songs together are often called the Songs of Ascent or the Songs of the Steps because these songs were believed to be sung while the Israelites were pilgrimaging up to Jerusalem for their three important feasts, Feast of Tabernacles, Passover, and Pentecost. These 15 songs that are Psalm 120 to Psalm 134 um, were songs that they would carry with them as they pilgrimaged. Our attention will be on 124, 125, and 126, and we've called this simply our road trip mix. In this psalm book of the Psalms, the Hebraic people like us needed songs that, that they could carry with them through the challenges of life. And in these songs, we discover that there's a space in scripture that gives legroom for questions, doubt, heartache, perplexity, anger, but also space for joy, laughter, hope, confidence, trust. There's breathing space for our life stories. As we read these psalms together, and I would, we would encourage you to spend time on your own, learning them, singing them these next three weeks. Our prayer is that we will be people who discover that as people formed in God's image, we have been created with a capacity to experience the depths and the heights of emotions. And these psalms affirm that. We've been created to wrestle with the hardest questions, to shout to the heavens, this is wrong, this is unfair. And the psalms affirm that. And to celebrate the glimpses of the, the eternal. To embrace the gift of a relational God who is engaged in our lives, even when the grind of life overwhelms us with discouragement and defeat. So would you stand with me and read our psalm for today? It's on page 498. 
it had not been the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say, If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when our enemies attacked us, then they would have swallowed us up alive, when their anger was kindled against us. Then the flood would have swept us away, the torrent would have gone over us, then over us would have gone the raging waters. Blessed be the Lord who has not given us as prey to their teeth. We have escaped like a bird from the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken, and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. May these words be a blessing to your ears as you hear them. And you may be seated. Before we even ponder these verses, it is important to briefly place Psalm 124 in the songbook. Just as an artist doesn't randomly put together the songs of a CD, these psalms are intentionally placed. And Psalm 124 that we just read follows a series of four other short songs that have already provided that space for the travelers to gain or renew their perspective on their true identity as people who are defined by God's commitment to them and not by the conditions surrounding them. Psalm 121, which we read together earlier, is one of those psalms. It is not their failed or successful crops. They are misunderstood words by a friend or the way a friend hurt them. It is not a task left undone or their neighbor's view of them that defines them. It is not their regrets about yesterday and their anxieties about tomorrow that define them. As they journey, they sing songs that remind them that their deeper, truer identity is that they belong to the Lord God on high, and nothing can take that away. In one of the comic strips of Charlie Brown, Linus is sitting next to Charlie Brown on a bench with his eyes closed, sucking his thumb and clinging to his blanket. Linus says, Life is difficult, isn't it, Charlie Brown? And the wise Charlie Brown turns to Linus and says, Yes, it is, but I've developed a new philosophy. I only dread one day at a time. (laughs) One day at a time. These Hebrew travelers, like us, are very similar to Charlie Brown. So how do we move from a place of dreading, fearing what is coming to embrace each day as a gift. Psalm 124 gives us clues how. Our psalm is a psalm that is sung after, as you're hiking, um, after you come out of the trees. Maybe those first songs would have been sung as they were just getting started and getting the rhythm of their hiking going. But I believe Psalm 24 is a song that would have been sung by those travelers as they clambered up, up the rocks, scampered up the rocks to a vista. And as they stood on that vista and looked down, they realized in awe where they have come. We have come through danger. This life 
This journey is not a walk in the park. And we did not make it to this point, really, on our own doing. But instead, because, and there's signs along the way, the Lord God was with us all the way. For us is the one who was and is and always will be who he promises to be. Psalm 124 invites us to to this invitation that rather than living in dread of each day, we are co-journers with God being invited to celebrate the gift of each day. Perhaps they also sing an earlier psalm in the Psalter, Psalm 118. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Now look, I'd love for you to even, if you keep your, your Bibles open, look now at the language of our psalm. First of all, though it's a song that can be sung as an individual, it is clearly a song to be sung in community. Let Israel now say, let all of our community now say. And then two truly essential words follow. If, then. If not for the Lord, then they would have swallowed us up alive. If not for the Lord, then the flood would have swept us away. The torrents, the raging waters would have gone over. And here I need to interject an additional word not in the new RSV. It's not would have gone over us, would have gone over our very souls. Those waters would have destroyed us at the core of who we are. Nothing left. And then the psalmist goes on. The Lord, praise God, did not allow us to get torn apart like prey. He broke the snares that hold us. The presence of the Lord is our help. It is important to sit in the language of this psalm because first what Psalm 124 does is it enables us to acknowledge and remember the reality of the danger around us. Reality lives right in the center of those two words, if, then. The first image of being swallowed up alive conveys that fear of a beast, that some primordial beast, this Beyond our ability to imagine frightening beasts, although with our technology, maybe you can picture some monster movie beast, but some beast coming out of the water, in his jaws, a person, maybe a whole community, that all that beast exists to do is to devour. And the second image describes the surprise of a flash flood that comes from nowhere, sweeping us away before you can even take a breath. And Psalm 124 gives space to say, these dangers are real. And we as a community need to say together, dangers are reality. Psalm 124 gives space to grieve and weep that bad things do happen to all people. That just because 
we read our Bible and we pray and we come to worship and we've tried to do good things doesn't mean that we're immune. Bad things do happen to all people. And we need to say that together to one another. That there are times when we are in what feels like the jaws of death and when the flood waters surprise us and sweep us off our feet. We need to say it in community and we need to say it out loud because it also then gives space for us to say, and that's not the final word. Because the final word is this, and the Lord is here. Almost every translation adds in this phrase, the Lord is on our side. That is actually not in the Hebrew. But because that name Yahweh is about God being present from beginning to end, was, is, always, will be, the emphasis is the Lord is right here. The Lord of heaven and earth is right here, not far away, right here in the danger with us. So secondly, we celebrate and remember the presence of the one who steps into the danger with us and for us. The one who never slumbers or sleeps, as Psalm 121 says, who guards our coming in and going out. Psalm 121 is a song of remembering that danger is real and we are never alone. God remembers us. As modern-day readers of this psalm, we don't definitely know the original context for which the psalmist writes or what the travelers were remembering as they sang. And I think that's a good thing. Is this David's personal prayer of thanks for safeguarding him in the face of the giant Goliath and the relentless pursuit of Saul? Is this a song of thanksgiving for protection against those who taunted Nehemiah and others as they rebuilt the wall after returning from exile and they didn't give up? Is this a song to help remember that King Hezekiah refused to be bullied into an alliance with the vicious king of Assyria who mocked the Lord God because King Hezekiah knew the Lord was with him? Who is your God to stand up to my nation? The king says, and God is faithful to Hezekiah and his people. Or is this a song to remember God's presence with Esther as she boldly spoke up and prevented the genocide of her people? What we do have is the psalmist's song as he has climbed to a high enough vista to see the danger was real. And God was with him all the way. And because the dangers are not specifically named, Psalm 124 enables us to join in and cry out about the dangers around us. The heartaches in our lives. The disappointments that plague us. The things that tempt to swallow us and overwhelm us. Dangers to us as individuals, to us as a church community, as a small group, as a family, as a nation, as a people, 
Right now, we are all horrified. Horrified by the news coming from Norway. It's nonsensical. It's horrible. It's frightening. It brings back nightmares and memories of other stories of heinous crimes. Youth that are killed at a summer camp as they are seeking to be leaders. We need to together speak out and say, this is wrong. One young woman who escaped from the grips of death said that she saw the camp on Utoya as a sanctuary, a promise of a better country. It was for me the safest place in the world, she said. How are we to respond? Psalm 124 gives us space to weep and to weep and to ask, how does this happen? And then it invites us to pray and to pray actively, to pray this way. Lord, reveal yourself again, even here. Show yourself here, Yahweh, maker of heaven and earth. Here. Lord, show us what we are to do. Here. Psalm 124 invites us to call upon the name of the Lord, Yahweh, who is active, present, the one who always is. The God who despises the evil that would eat us alive. The God who despises the extermination of people at the whim of others. So not only do we remember and acknowledge that danger is real, remember and celebrate that the Lord God is with us, is for us, we discover and remember that we have a part that we act through prayer, that we are invited to engage with God. We are invited to call upon his name and seek his help in the midst of the chaotic waters of life. And we are invited to pause and to listen and to believe that he speaks. I'm not sure I fully grasped how active prayer is until a group of us stepped out to begin Union Church. It was an idea on paper presented to the UPC session, and given a beautiful blessing here by this congregation. Go for it. We knew that we felt nudged to be in a part of our city where people needed to see firsthand that God is with them in the midst. We knew that we were called to continue the ministries of this dynamic congregation of UPC by reaching out, reaching out further into our city to people who felt uncertain and even forsaken by the faith community because they weren't sure they could trust God. Now, looking back from our vista of four or five years, we are in awe of God's provision. And we are also more aware of the heartaches that plague individuals and our city. And we are fully aware that our part along the way has always been led by prayer, active prayer. Now what, God? You want us to meet where now, God? Are you aware of this pain that we're seeing here, God? How would you have us be present in this situation, God?
At the heart of Psalm 124 is an unspoken fear that lies beyond the beasts of the water and the floods that consume, that I think is best summed up by the words of Sarah McLaughlin. I will remember you. Will you remember me? Is that not the cry deep down of all of our hearts as we seek to say yes to God while maneuvering the challenges of life? God, will you remember me? Will you remember us? We are invited to be people who praise God authentically from our core and to sing forth the good news. You do remember us. What are the songs you are singing right now? What are the songs that you need to sing individually? The songs you need to sing in community? The songs we need to be singing here at UPC? The dragons and floods are realities. They're not imaginary. But we are not abandoned. This psalm invites us to look into the face of danger and to look together and discover that even there, God is fully present. This table boldly shouts that forth to us. For Jesus stepped willingly into the abyss of death, willingly, so that you and I would never have to, never have to fall away into this forsaken, deserted, bottomless pit of meaninglessness. We praise the one that entered death for our sake, and death could not swallow him. Death could not overwhelm him. Therefore, the New Testament affirmation of Psalm 124 is Romans 8. Nothing, nothing can separate us from the love of God that is found through Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing. God, through Jesus Christ, has broken the snares of the evil one. Here is our song for today. You are remembered. Now remember God. As you remember that the dangers are real, remember God is for you and with you. And remember to pray, to engage with this one who will guide you forward, that you may speak of his love to a hurting world. Gracious, loving God, we give you thanks that we are known by you, that we are never forgotten by you, that you know us by name, that you remember us in the places where we feel the most lost, the most hurt, the most overwhelmed, the most fear. Lord, give us confidence that as you are with us in the center of those dangers, we can speak forth boldly that you indeed are the Lord on high. You are the one with whom we can trust our very lives, our community, our future, our hope. We give you praise. Amen. For more UPC audio or to find out about service times, visit us at upc.org. All online audio is available on CD and cassette.
To order copies of sermons and classes, please visit upc.org slash audio, email audio at upc.org, or call 206-524-7301, extension 117.